everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo. I am one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me as always is Mr. Jack Graham. How you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good. We're not together like we were last week. We're separated by a few hundred miles and about 20, well, maybe, maybe, maybe five to 10 degrees cold today. It's still a cold spring up here in the Northwest. Yeah, it was Yesterday 39 and raining this morning. And rain and thunder and lightning. And um, one of these days, it's going to warm up. One yeah, of these maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So, folks, today we have a wonderful program for you today. We have a couple of uh, amazing photographers and amazing educators on our program today. And we're, we're here to talk about uh, their latest course that they've put out that I think uh, will help a lot of you guys that are still very active in the world of printing your photographs. I know some people have transitioned away, but but some people are still very avid in printing. And uh, so with that brief introduction, let me welcome Sean Bagshaw and Zach Schneff. How you guys doing? Great, Good, guys. Yeah. Good Thanks to be here. Good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Sean, we've had you on before, and Zach, this is your first time indoctrinated into the We Talk Photo Club. Yep. Sean, yeah, me, what, what number is this? Is this like 78 or no, something? No, we're in the 80s now. We are. Yeah. Uh, shows that I know. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, riding. This has been going on for a couple, three years now, so. Well, we've had Sean on a couple, well, at least once, maybe twice. I don't, I don't remember, but. Yeah, I think once or twice. Yep. We were we were talking on the phone, John, um, a couple of days ago, and I made the comment that it's a shame that a lot of the, you know, good friends that you know I've made and I know you've made as well over the years, we normally only see them in the field running a workshop if we run into them, and it's uh, it's nice to do these podcasts and everything, but boy, it sure would be good to be able to hang out with some of these folks and um you know both zach and sean are part of the photo cascadia organization um if i go down the list of people i'm gonna leave somebody out <laughs> you want to state that for you sure yeah why don't you just go through your team but yeah. let me do the team see if i remember it <clears throat> okay erin so for one and we've had her on Aaron bob nick yep um we, of course, the two of you, uh, Dave Cobb, we've had him on once or twice before. Yep. Uh, Adrian yes, Klein, I'd love to get on. Correct. Uh, Kevin McNeil. You know, you need, to, you need to get Kevin to be a little more enthusiastic about things, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a wild man. Man, he he's is. like a mountain goat. He, he's yeah. like, man, he just, we saw him at Olympic about a year ago, and every time I turned around, he was. He's an Energizer yards. Bunny. He is the Energizer Bunny for sure. He also has some of the the best stories of anyone I, I know. So you you should definitely get him on the podcast sometime. Well, we've had him, and, and, and you know <laughs> oh, we nice. ran out of time. We can we only go forty five minutes or so here. And yep. uh, is it Chip Phillips is with you guys? Yeah, yes, Chip Phillips. Yeah, yeah you got yeah. them all. Yeah, did I name them all? You did. That's all of us. That's that's Photo Cascadia. Wow. See that? I should quit what I'm doing and just like be your agents. <laughs> Deal. I'd be your publicity agent. <laughs> we, yeah. You're hired. Well, 
And folks, you know, it's a really funny thing. We had an attendee in Olympic, John and I, last week that asked for, you know, if we knew Sean because he, he does these courses. And and we said, yeah, he's been on the podcast and we're going to have him on soon, hopefully. And then this happened pretty quick. It's quite ironic. And, you know, we're not, John and I really, you know, our philosophy is that there's plenty of, um, you know, plenty of room for really good workshop leaders. And we've had a lot of them on. And the photo Cascadia people, I, I got to tell you, um, if you're going to do a workshop, of course, we'd love you to do every workshop you ever do with us, but you'd be doing yourself a disservice. Go do something with these guys and, and, and Aaron. Um, they're, they, they run a great operation, and I can't recommend them enough. Okay, enough That's of that. That's very Let's kind. Printing. Jack, thank yeah, you. it is a good group, though, a lot of, a lot of good yeah. folks, I would say. It, it's amazing how you can have this group without me in it, though. I mean, it's an amazing thing. How it's well, there's a, I, I think there's an age uh, limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going there. Hey, let's get into printing. We wasted enough time here. For yeah, sure. let's talk about printing. So, um, so you no, and go ahead. You, you go ahead. Oh, I'll, sure. So, Sean, you and you and Zach partnered together to produce a course that's titled "Producing Better Prints." What, Correct. what prompted you guys to do this? Well, this started as, a, as an in-person workshop that we were doing, that we put together several years ago. And we partnered uh, with, with uh, HD Aluminum also to run this out of uh, Vancouver. And it, w it was great. And both Sean and I have a lot of printing experience, mm -hmm. me doing art shows and us both doing commercial um, installations and and just print sales. And that was probably the most requested workshop I ever got from, from people on other workshops. It was like, oh, you guys should do a printing course. It's so confusing. Yeah. Uh, we'd love it if you did a course. And so that's that's what prompted us to, I think, initially put it together. Wow, and, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and then uh, Zach had been printing with, with Randy at HD Aluminum Prints uh, for his, his uh, art shows for a few years at that point and really liked um how randy does business and the quality of the prints he was getting from them and so we talked to randy about it and uh partnered with them and he actually even set up a teaching space for us so we would teach this class at the hd aluminum prints facility in their in their warehouse and teach the class and then part of the class was that everyone would go home with a uh, with a finished aluminum print that was printed up by Randy's people right there while they were on site. So it was it was a fun thing to do. What a uh, cool experience. Yeah. It was. Those workshops were super successful. Just everybody was so happy and, you know, <laughs> demystifying the whole printing experience. Even with using a lab like that, there's a there's a lot to know. So there is there is I you know as I was having a printing conversation last week I I used the phrase printing is a black art and, <laughs> and for many people it is I mean it's a mystifying it's a whole different learning curve than than photography in many ways it is I mean it's it's kind of like a third step that a lot of people leave out or they forget about or they don't realize that it's a third part of the process uh, and part of the learning curve. So you know, we spent a lot of time learning our cameras and how to take photos. And we spent a lot of time learning how to develop photos and working with whatever developing software we use. And then and then that's those two parts get a lot of time and energy and focus. Yep. And then the printing part, 
a lot of time is completely um, just just kind of by the wayside. And so that was one of our goals with this originally with the class and now with the uh, the video course was to give people an entry to that third part of the process because we when we looked out there there just wasn't a lot of educational material out there for that part of the process well let, let me just say one thing here as the elder statesman maybe as, uh, of the group and I'll, I'll 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 admit to that um you know, everybody has, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have learned how to be really good photographers and they've bought all this great equipment that gives them the chance to take a good photograph. Um, but, you know, I still go back and I know that Zach does and Sean does and John does and a lot of people we know do to the fact that the ultimate uh, evaluation of an image it's not on a computer monitor it's on it's a print and you know it, it, it's it's a whole different experience seeing a print holding a print in your hand than looking at an image on a monitor yeah. and I think you know that's gotten lost a little bit in, you sure. know we're so screen centric now right mm -hmm. um, and you know there's a lot of photographers first that when they're first coming up that that's all they know is the screen experience and maybe, you know, seeing a publication here and there, a calendar or maybe a, a magazine or something. But, you know, we, <laughs> we're all old enough that <clears throat> we remember that, uh, you know, photography was all print based not, not that long ago. So. Right, right. It was, you know, and there's such a vast difference between backlit and frontlit imagery, you know, looking on a screen versus overhead lighting. And it, so much is different in, in the user experience. Oh, it's true. Yeah, we, we say this in the course and, and uh, the in-person workshop that we still believe that, you know, the ultimate expression of photography is, is that print, is that physical print you get to hold in your hand. And it is. It's a very different experience to experience the print, look at it and experience it in person. It's totally different than looking at it on a screen. And yeah, it's just it's a very joyful, yeah. uh, enriching experience. I think I think part of that's age based a little bit too. I, I'm wondering. I'm kind of thinking out loud. It's like reading a book, you know, reading a physical book versus a booklet on a tablet or an iPad. You know, some people like that tactile sensation and that that immersive experience. I um, have never read a book on an iPad. I can't. Yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> well. Know. I, I just can't deal with it. And, and in fact, if you come into my house, my, I have a whole wall, literally a whole wall of well, half the walls, vinyl records. The other half is photo books. I still like looking at a, a, a picture in a book. I don't, I can see it online all day long. It's totally different in a book. Uh, yeah, we agree. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, despite like Zach said that we're so screen centric, that a lot of people would love to see their images in print, um, but there's a there's kind of a, a an intimidation factor there for some people, or a barrier of entry, or a cost concern, or you know all these various concerns. I think there are people who would love to print some of their photos, even if they're not planning to you know have a gallery exhibit or sell their prints or anything like that. They just love to see some of their own images in print in any format. 
but they kind of, you know, get to the, well, it's on my computer screen. I'll just live with that because I'm a little anxious about getting into trying to create a print. And so that's, again, what this course was really for is this kind of demystify, like Zach said, that process and also just help people understand, well, you know, what are the options? You know, you, you don't want to buy a printer. That's a big investment. And it's another piece of tech you have to learn. There are great places that you can order uh, prints online and you're worried about, well, I don't want to order a big glossy aluminum print for hundreds of dollars and then have it not turn out. Well, what can you do to up your your success rate there and to, you know, do some test printing or some smaller prints to really know the system before you invest in big prints? Um, you know, that you know you're getting good results that you're you're going to be happy with. So those are all different kinds of things that we've really tried to hit in this course. Well, I don't I don't know what you know about printing, Zach and Sean, at all. I, I know, I mean, I know some stuff, but I'm not in your, in your level. What I do know is back in the day when I used to print, I used to own a printer. Um, you know, I, I used one or two, this is pre aluminum, of course, and aluminum's not to me, some things work great on aluminum, some things don't, but you know, I, I, I had one or two kinds of paper that I knew what the results were going to be. And I stay, it was like film. I don't know if you guys remember to, you know, we all had one kind of film. We knew it was, we knew what it was going to do. We knew what the paper was going to do. And, uh, I think now that if you don't want to print at home, I would suggest finding a high quality printer that you could call, that you could talk to, that'll be there and kind of you 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 put your trust in these folks. There's a lot of decent printers around, but you got to look for those as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So guys, looking through your uh, the the chapters of this course, you have thirty two chapters i think in this 32 chapters and a couple of bonus chapters yeah that's huge that's huge so well, there's a lot there's yep. a lot to it there well, is a lot to it yeah into smaller chapters so that you know you can you can be much more focused in referencing things so you're not wading through a big long video to find the information you're looking for so we do try to break it up into good bite-sized chunks that make a lot of sense and are intuitive to kind of search around and reference easily. Yeah, for sure. Well, so could, could Zach, either you or, or either you or Sean kind of walk us through the big topic areas in this course. You want to do that, Zach? Uh, you go for it. If you've got it, <laughs> if you're ready. <laughs> I am just give me a second here. I'm going to pull up the actual uh, table of contents. I should have that ready to go here so that we can now. Uh, you know, um, we, we improv here on the show. Sure. I just have to find where on my computer. We worked on this project and got it done, and then I've kind of put my files away. Here we go. I got you. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the kind of the main topics that when we first developed the scope and sequence for this course that we identified kind of are the main essential pieces. I mean, Printing, you can really go down a deep rabbit hole. There are people who are master printers and you can get into things like RIPs, which are special printing software. You can get into creating your own custom um, printer profiles for special papers. Uh, you know, you can really get down into these very small technical aspects of it. But we really want to make this course 
to break down what are the main things that the average person printing a photo needs to know about. And so there's color management and your workspace. So that's the first piece of the printing. And we talk about that, like how to make sure you're working on a, a profiled monitor and what's your workspace lighting so that you're getting consistent, accurate results from your developing. Because before you can create a, a good print, you have to you know, have developed a good image in the first place. So those pieces, and then we go into um, how to uh, soft proof for printing, which is a big thing that I think a lot of people don't, you know, don't know about or don't, un uh, at least they don't understand. Yeah, can you pause right there, Sean, and just sure. explain what soft proofing is? Yeah, so soft proofing, basically when we're developing images in Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever it is you're using on your monitor, you're seeing things how they appear on a monitor and monitors and prints are not the same thing. So as you're adjusting colors and brightnesses and contrasts, that's all being done for monitor viewing. And you get that image looking just how you want it on the monitor. And that's how you want it to print. But papers and inks are not the same. So you have to, something has to be done to translate what you see on your monitor into a print. And soft proofing is the process that you go through to optimize for that. So basically you use a, a printer and paper profile on your screen to simulate what the print will look like. Should look like. <laughs> you know, you're going to see what it's going to show you is what it, if you just press print right now, this is what it's going to look like. So it changes how the image looks on your screen. So you see a simulation of the print. And so when you look at the image on your screen, normally you're like, that's exactly how I want it. But when you look at it with the, 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 the um, soft proof profile, you go, oh, it's dark, it's muddy, it's low contrast, it's whatever it is, it's a little blue. That's not how I wanted this image to look at all. So at that point, you can make further adjustments to bring how the print's gonna look closer to how the screen looks. And then when you when you view that print version on your screen without the the profile, you go, oh, that's way over the top. But when you print it, it's going to print right. So that soft proofing process is a way of simulating what the print's going to look like on your screen, so that you have a chance to get it to look closer to how you intended it. Yeah, nice. just essentially, um, that's exactly right. It's software simulation. Right, using all those parameters in the ICC profile, uh, which printer you're using and media type. So, and it is amazing um, how important that step is to uh, to printing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that soft proofing's a, a step in there. We definitely, we cover soft proofing. We show how to do it in both Lightroom and Photoshop because the concepts are the same, but you know, both of those pieces of software are a little different, Lightroom, has a, has tools specifically designed for soft proofing, makes it a little easier. Photoshop, it's a little more organic how you have to go through the, the soft proofing process, but as with all things in Photoshop, you have a little more control over how you do it uh, with masks and things like that. So that's soft proofing. And then we go into uh, sizing and sharpening for print because unless you're gonna print the image at the exact size it came out of your camera, which no most people don't do. They're either printing it a little larger or smaller than how it came out of the camera. So how do you size images for best results? And then also you want that print to be nice and sharp 
and look good on the paper. There's things like uh, ink dot spread and other things that can cause prints to lose a little sharpness. So how do you sharpen for print? Uh, we go through test printing and then we go through how to display and view prints. What does different kinds of lighting do to how your print looks? Where's a good place to hang a print and where's not a good place? Uh, that kind of stuff. And like I said, we, or like Zach said, we even go through, cause not everyone has their own printer. What if you're printing with a lab? What's that process look like? And we do all that in both Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I notice you even have, uh, other chapters like owning a printer, the pros and cons and costs where you guys discuss, you know, should somebody invest in, in a printer? Yep. Yeah. And that's just a good conversation to either listen to or to have, you know, to, to evaluate uh, whether it makes sense for you or, or whether you're just better off ordering from a lab from time to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause so, not everybody needs a printer. So from, from, from your experience, and this can both of you, this is a question for both of you guys. Um, you, you know, you, you see a lot of people on photo workshops, just like John and I do, and, and, and in your other activities. What percentage of people do you see actually print? And what, and, and just a ballpark, what do you think? Uh, you, you, what? It's a hard question. How many people do you think should own a printer rather than have it done by somebody else? I think well, they'll say. Oh, sorry. Um, like just as a rough estimate, maybe like thirty percent, like workshop participants, maybe okay. own their own printer. Or it could even be less than that. I'm not sure. I, I was going to say on that. I I feel like I have. I would say 30% or less are happy with their printing. I often feel like I, I talk to a lot of people who have printed images. Uh, I would say, you know, the majority have tried, but the number of people who say, yeah, I, I did it and I wasn't happy and I never did it again. Or, I didn't like how they came out or they were too yeah. dark or yeah, it right. didn't look like the, yeah. The and so, yeah, or I, I bought a printer and I didn't understand how to make it work right, and now it just sits there. It's a it's a good doorstop. So I, I hear that a lot. So people, I think a lot of people have printed, but they just you know didn't know where to go for the for the learning resources or got frustrated with it and then stopped. What what everybody needs to know is whether you do your own printing or you have it done by the you know whoever the best printer is in, in America or the world you still have to know how to prepare the image and you know how to have to know how to prepare the file for that specific printer. Cause they, am I wrong that they all have requirements and they all want it? Yeah. And just, you know, you need some general printing knowledge uh, to get the results that you're going to be looking for, right? <laughs> to have the print turn out the way you want. Yeah. You'll definitely need some of that uh, general printing knowledge. People need to know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most... And some of, oh, go ahead, well, I was going to say some of those high-end printing companies, you know, have people who are master printers that work there. And if you want to spend the money to send them your file and say, uh, "All right, here's what I want," and have them do all the prep and the printing, and then send you like, "Here's a test print," and you can say, "Yeah, I like it," or "I don't like it," or make these changes. 
there you can pay someone to do all that. So if you're if you if you got that kind of resources, you know there there are people out there that'll do that for you. But oh, yeah, sure. if you want to do the process yourself and keep it in house and you stay, you know, I say in the video, I want to be the person who takes my photos. I want to be the person who develops my photos. And I want to be the person who prints my photos. Exactly. So. You got to control your own art. If somebody's going to control your, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I get, I get, you know, ten emails a week from somebody wherever who wants to bulk process my images. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? What are we crazy? Well, I think it all depends on what your goals are and what yeah. you're, you know, what you're set up for. And and I know, I mean, I think there are probably some really great photographers that we know uh, that are famous, uh, especially from the film era. But I think even in the digital era, who never printed, the, you know, they had amazing, huge print galleries and things, but they didn't do their own printing. You're talking to one. I, I won't, I'm not the amazing one, though. I, I <laughs> from that era. That you know, I mean, I I played around with a printer for a while, but you know, there's people who know a lot more than I know, but yet I had to learn how to prepare the file yeah, the way I sure. wanted it. Well, and both Sean and I love just again being in charge of your entire workflow from capture to print. Right? There is something I don't know. There's a, I, I've always enjoyed that being able to do all those different things and have that knowledge and understand the whole process so you can be in control of that entire process. Exactly. And we talked right. about it a bit in the in the course, the video course also, that one of the advantages to owning your own printer um, is that you can make a test print whenever you want and you can see those results and you can do, uh, and even if you're sending something off to the lab, you can do the soft proofing, at least the initial soft proofing right there and be in control and, and have that capability. Very uh, nice. Very nice. You know, one, one of the thoughts that hit me as I was looking through your uh, uh, chapter offerings was that like I've, I've been doing a fair amount of printing and, and happy with my results, but I've kind of hit a ceiling of my learning and knowledge and it kind of just hit me looking at all the different chapters you have that this course is great because you guys structured this so a, a beginner could jump in or somebody who's sort of maybe past the beginning stage and needs help. So an intermediate printer, you know, yeah, so we've I, are, absolutely. We wanted to make it accessible for everyone. So even if you're brand new to printing or fairly new to photography in general, that this is a course, yeah, we don't use a lot of jargon. We don't talk over people's heads. We really try to break it down. Uh, and so anyone could follow through. But we've also had feedback already from uh, several people who have been printing for, for decades who are giving us feedback. It's like, oh, I've been doing this forever, but I never knew that thing. Or I was always confused by that part of the process. Or I always just kind of, you know, winged it, and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of hope, uh, you know, print and pray sort of, sort of, uh, <laughs> approach. And, uh, and so, so yeah, even really people who have been printing a long time have found things in the course that, uh, that were new to them and helpful. And I think one of the greatest strengths of the course, and this is feedback we've gotten from people who've already watched it too, is, is just to have that workflow laid out for you is, is incredibly valuable. 
because it's easy to get kind of tripped up for in like certain things and 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 maybe think oh maybe I don't understand certain uh, aspects of the workflow but having that total workflow there I, I think it's you know it's really valuable and comforting just knowing that oh okay if I'm following all the right steps um, and I'm not going to get lost somewhere I'm going to end up with better results yes yeah for sure how many how many hours of programming is this I think it's about four and a half total hours. Wow. I, I, I don't even dare ask how long it took to create such a course, but uh, I know how much work <laughs> like goes into these. production and everything. I think it was about like six months. Okay. That's not too bad. That's wow. not too bad. <laughs> uh, felt like too long for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you guys, you guys always do such a phenomenal job in the, in the, the quality, the professionalism, the thoroughness of, of all of your work that uh, th this is a course that I think everybody, even if you're mildly interested in printing um, a course that that you'll get something out of. Yeah, we think so for sure. And, and you know, we, we tried to make sure, you know, the, the cost of the course is, is, I think, hopefully accessible and not. Uh, you know, prohibitive for, for most people. And um, yeah, even if you're just print curious or, you know, you don't want to print a ton of images, but you'd love to get a, a couple of good, your favorite images printed nicely through a lab that you can hang on your wall or give as gifts to family or whatever it is, uh, that that, you know, that's the kind of access we were hoping to give people with, with this course. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you, oh, go ahead, Zach. No, I was just going to agree and say, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you guys so, even include uh, practice images for people to follow along with. So you can have some real uh, Sean and Zach originals here on your hard drive. That's yeah. right. Both Sean and I have found uh, that that's really helpful for people to, to be able to use the, the same practice images or process images to be able to follow along and see the same results. Um, it is a nice way to be super consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is because I want to see on my screen what I'm seeing through the video as a as a learner. So, yeah, I think that's a great thing. You know, the other yeah. cool thing about this that I just noticed, too, is you guys uh, have some small sections on some of the Topaz products. Yeah, well, absolutely, because both Sean and I use those products yep. and um, find them super helpful. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the technology is is pretty amazing there, too. So it is. Yeah, I've been using them for the last couple of years now and really, really enjoy it, you know, along with Lightroom and Photoshop. Well, and one thing I've noticed is that as great as those programs are, and they are, they are fantastic. But one of the best things about those programs is that they keep putting pressure on <laughs> But on, on Adobe mm -hmm. <laughs> to up their game because as I was going through teaching and comparing, what I noticed was Adobe has gotten a lot better at those, you know, the sharpening and the sizing. Or have, or, or and, and I think that's one of the reasons is they have to compete with those third-party software uh, developers, and and that, that that benefits us all. Of course, that competition is great for us. And we all love Adobe so much, you know. So, <laughs> you're such a fun company to deal with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so let me just—I have a—I have a question. Uh, Sean, do you own a printer? So, yeah, Zach I, and I. I guess the question is, how many do you own? Oh, well, currently, um, well, three if you count my little um, document printer. But yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not what a I'm at printer. too. 
<laughs> and Zach and I have both owned multiple printers over the years. I think this was something that we, you know, because we came like you guys from a period of time when photography was about prints. Right. And so even though we were in, you know, working in the digital era, we wanted to print our photos. So we both had kind of large format uh, Epson printers back 15, 20 years ago uh, that were probably way bigger than we needed. But, um, you know, we could put out 24 inch wide prints and it was it was it was great. But yeah, it's like you know, driving an automobile into your office, though. Yeah, they're huge, <laughs> take up space, expensive. Oh, they were hard to maintain back then, all that. Then yep. we both went on to slightly smaller format, you know, 17 inch wide printers that can at least sit on their own desktop or countertop or something. Um, and then most recently, um, we, we've been working with Canon and Canon's printers, and um, Canon actually helped us out with this course because our, our printers that we that Zach and I both had were getting long in the tooth. And, um, and we've heard great things about the development of Canon printers over the last uh, few years. And so we're both printing on um, Canon printers, 17-inch wide Canon printers in this course. And I've been loving it so far. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm like super, I have to say I'm really impressed. Um, just, you know, every, every iteration of uh, an advancement of the printer is amazing just how many more inks they use uh the proprietary inks it, it's amazing so the the color rendition the color accuracy and the de i mean it's pretty pretty incredible you know when canon first came out their their main issue and i this i was printing when they first brought burns out but the reality was that their inks were not they were crap when they first came out and and now I'm here, and I don't print my own stuff now. I have it done, but I'm here in a Canon ink product is just as good as you can get. It's phenomenal, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we're we're both really impressed. Yep. Give give Canon time; they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, um, just touching on paper and just the proliferation of paper choices we have now, it seems it seems like it's still expanding, the number <clears throat> of papers you can choose from. Yeah, it's it's kind of daunting even. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's why I think everyone kind of has their their you know you find your favorites, the ones that you like, and you kind of stick with those. Because yeah. again, you you know how they're gonna react, you know you know what the process is gonna look like. But I still try to try out new papers, um, like whenever I can think about it and have time to to uh, invest in there. What what kind of paper? So for somebody listening out there, I mean, where, where's a what type of paper? You know, a luster, gloss, whatever is a good place for folks to start looking. I think the most common and probably economical uh, paper is is a luster, and you know, all all the different both Canon and Epson have luster papers, or sometimes they're called a semi gloss. Um, so they've got all the kind of the, the contrast, the, the contrast ratio, the deep blacks, the real punchy colors, great detail that you'd get in a glossy photo. But um, they've also got a little texture to them. They have, you know, maybe a little more kind of a fine art feel. You can touch them without getting fingerprinted up as easily. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have the same amount of reflection that a glossy paper does. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of for all around printing and proofing and that kind of stuff, that lusters are great. And then glossies can be great if you want a real high gloss, shiny look. Um, matte papers are great. Um, 
they you know they don't have issues with reflections and there are um you know there's kind of the standard run of papers in all of those which are great to start with and then i think from there you start branching out into the specialty papers and you get into the you know the different fibrous papers and the fine art and the watercolor textures and canvases and you know all of the other things that are available do you recommend people staying away from paper that a lot of it a lot of the cheaper paper maybe that used to come with these printers had a lot of plastic in it and and they just you know paper's got memory and man you just couldn't get the paper to ever flatten out and uh you know i i guess now has anything changed or are they like a papers if you're printing off a roll that's always a little bit of a challenge um but i would say roll printing it, it's more economical to print from a roll because you buy mm -hmm. it in bulk and it's you know not pre-cut um and generally like I used to do roll printing on my big printer when I was doing more bigger print jobs. And those were going to, you know, the rolled up prints were going to go in a tube and probably go to a framer and they were going to mount them down flat anyway. So the, the end, whoever was getting the print in the end would only see the final framed version. They would never see it all rolled up. Yeah. Uh, nowadays from my own printer, I, I don't do rolled papers anymore. I always just print from sheet paper and it doesn't roll at all. It's nice yeah. and flat. I will say just to Jack's question there, that something I noticed, <clears throat> especially with having prints at shows and seeing other, other artists uh, printing on different material at shows, some prints definitely hold up better over time <laughs> not just with like color fading and all that kind of stuff uh, most most papers these days are are pretty good there but um yeah what you're talking about th there there will be kind of a waviness or a, a curl to some of the thinner more glossy type papers in particular um and i don't know if it's the the plasticky surface or what that is but the longer yeah they kind of exist and even if it's framed behind glass you'll notice this will happen It'll mm -hmm. develop waves and stuff in it. So I have like tried and true papers that I like to use because I know that they don't do that. And uh, so usually those are like the, the matte papers are usually great. They're nice, really heavy, thick weight. Uh, and the fiber papers too, and the burrito type papers. Um, and those are like basically a fiber based uh, paper, but it has a glossy surface on it. Uh, it's kind of like a good compromise a good hybrid paper and those are my favorite because again you you retain that great contrast and color range but you have a nice heavy fiber base paper and it does resist the the curling and the waving and stuff as well yeah so so you guys own a couple printers what you obviously can't print we, we can't print metal prints of at home what what there's a lot of people now think everything looks great on metal what's your what's your view on that um well i mean you're definitely working with a limited color space um when you're working with aluminum dye sublimation and there are still i noticed some images that uh yeah just don't work quite as well whether it's the subject or the colors that are in the photo uh but again that's one of the reasons why I got involved with Randy at HD Aluminum so early. He was doing color management better than anybody else in the, the metal industry. 
and he has a special guy who comes out and helps him, uh, you know, color manage the whole thing. And so the results, I, I will say I get much better results there, but yeah, there's still certain images that don't lend themselves as much to metal, but I would say the majority of images look, look great on metal. And I would, Oh, and I'll just point out that I think a lot of people think, oh, metal print, that means you're seeing the metal through, which you there you can do that. You can print on raw metal. But most of the metal prints that we're doing, the aluminum prints, have a, a, a white surface coating, and the, uh, the dyes sublimate into that white surface coating. So in areas of the image that should be white, you see white, just like you do on a regular photo paper, you don't see metal. And so they don't from the front you don't even really notice that it's metal it just is a really vibrant nice looking print but then the advantages you get with metal are that they're not paper they're not going to you know like if you accidentally spill on it you just wipe it off it doesn't ruin the print um they're really durable Randy even does this demonstration in his you know people oh, yeah. visit his facility where he, he holds a lighter up to one and like burns yeah. it yeah, he lights he it on just fire wipes it off and it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah um, so they're really durable. They're lightweight. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things about aluminum printing like that that are really advantageous. I think for you, it, it shows. It just, um, the durability means that you can move them around to shows and they're light and easy to hang and that kind of stuff. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, they're easily the most durable type of print these days and also the easiest to maintain, like Sean was saying. I mean, they're completely waterproof. They also have UV-resistant coating, um, yeah, so if it gets if it gets um, something spilled on it, yeah, you just wipe it down with like a damp towel. You can even use like soap, water, and I'm I, I'm sure Randy will correct me. Then uh, you can probably use even some kind of cleaner to clean it right on there, and it would be fine. But yeah, super durable. When moving from show to show, that's a a huge selling point for me. Yep. I'm packing and unpacking these and rehanging and and moving these prints. And the the only way really that you can the, well, I guess the easiest way to damage a metal print is if you like ding a corner and bend it. Yep. So it, other than that, they're like extremely durable and long lasting. I, I found that prints that have a fair amount of contrast look better on aluminum or metal, whatever you want to call it. And, and there's a place still for, you know, matte paper and premium luster. N not everything works on aluminum, just you know certain images just look but, just... but i think we're also kind of getting to the point jack now where it's almost just a matter of personal preference and use exactly. case where it's yep. no you know in the past it used to be that that um you really had to think hard and pick and choose what medium you were going to output on but <clears> these <throat> days all the mediums are doing so well that it's really just a personal preference I think in oh, many absolutely. cases. I mean, so much of this is subjective yeah. and personal preference. Um, yeah. But like even, sure. you know, the face mounted acrylic stuff that's going on. And I mean, there's so many different ways to get your prints out of your computer and onto your wall. It's, it, it's an amazing selection we have these days. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we have a wealth of options. We do. We do. So let's... <clears throat> The million dollar question, and it's that's not the answer, but how much is this course and where can folks find it? 
course is uh, $49. You know, that's just the standard price. Uh, through the month of May, it's uh, we, we having just a launch uh, special, so it's 20% off, which I think brings it, you know, 30, whatever that is, under four, under $40 anyways. Um, uh, yeah, and it's available on my website and on Zach's website, and Tony Kuiper is also offering it through his website. Really? Yeah. What's Tony doing these days? <laughs> Tony. Only is... Tony knows what Tony is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony. Um, Tony is. I think he's living his best life. He, you know, he um, retired from his day job a few years ago, and right. he's been able to, in his retirement, uh, throw himself a hundred percent into working on his on his um, plugins for Photoshop and really developing those and improving those. And uh, yeah. He had a unique day job, by the way. He did, yes. Uh, yeah, he was a pharmacist on the Navajo reservation in Arizona, way out in the middle of nowhere, um, where he lived and worked at the pharmacy there. Yeah. And that was that was great. It is in the middle of nowhere out there. Yeah, he was- Tuba he was, City, Tuba City. Yeah, way yeah. out there. I've never seen a tuba in tuba. Yes, yeah, me either. But anyway, no, he's so Tony's really just enjoying being able to immerse himself in um, developing moved, his tools and trying to make them better. Moved. He, he moved down somewhere. He's in Tucson now, yep. There you go. Yep. And that's like going to midtown Manhattan for him. It is, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he. Well, like I say, it sounds like he's really happy there now. And well, he's a smart guy. He's a brilliant guy. That's for sure. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can you can find him on Tony's website, my website, and uh, and Zach's website. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, guys, I, I have to tell you that I know this is a little different kind of a podcast that we've done, but I think it's going to be really well received by the millions of viewers um, internationally and in outer space that listen to us. We actually have some people Fantastic. in Europe that listen to us. It's, it's amazing. So I tell you, this internet's going to be big someday. Someday. Yeah. Well, we yeah. we certainly appreciate the chance to. Uh, Thanks for having us. To share it with yeah, you. Yeah, and you know, I, I have to get your schedule. And and John, we need to plan a workshop like like that. We begin when these guys end. I, I miss seeing these guys. It, I know. I know. We're all running around so busy these days. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. connect. That's it would true. be nice. So, so last last question, guys. Are you guys, so you've put out this course, or do you have any plans of resurrecting the in-person workshop? Yes. Uh, Zach, Zach says yes for sure. <laughs> yeah, Zach's, um, we're, we're talking about it, and Randy's yeah, yeah. great to work with. Um, yeah, I'm sure there will be live variations of this course uh, going forward. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yep, yep. for sure. For sure. Tell people how they can find. I mean, I mean, did we say how you find this program? I know it's on both of it your. It was websites. nap time. Yeah. Like, so, but no, you don't have a, a separate website for the for your programs, do you, show? No, no, it's just my my main photography website, which is, it's not my name. I'm not. It's not SeanBagshaw.com right. uh, for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, if you just do a Google search for Sean Bagshaw, you'll find my website. And, or, or on Zach's website. And, and Zach, you actually are ZachSchneff.com. I'm just, yeah, I'm ZSchneff.com. But yeah, just Google Zach Schneff and you'll you'll find me. There's not too many of us out there. Would you spell that for everybody? 
Yeah, well, the last name's the hard. I, I just, it's Z A C K, uh, but the last name's S C H N E P F, as okay. in Frank. And it is, that's a tough one. It's one of yeah. those tricky and, German. And, and John is going to uh, put up some show notes. John, why don't you tell, tell everybody about what you'll put up? I'm going to put up some show notes, Jack. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put up links to uh, Sean and Zach's site as well as Tony's site. Um, yeah, a little description about the course. And uh, if you ever get lost, go to wetalkphoto.com and you can get links to everything. And just a reminder that uh, for the month of May, everything's 20% off. It, yep. Awesome. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen. Guys, thank you for being here and taking some time out of your out of your days. I, I know that now that you have this up and running, you're probably taking a deep breath and hopefully taking a couple of days off. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, I got a um, I got a workshop this week, so I gotta I gotta get on that. <laughs> and and Sean does too, I think. Yeah, we're both heading out on workshops. Zach, where are you heading? I'm headed to the Painted Hills for a okay. full workshop this weekend. Sean, where are you heading? I'm heading to the Redwoods with David Cobb. Beautiful. Oh, well, I'm headed to the would Oregon you, coast. Would you do me a favor and please tell David, give David my best. He is one of the true gentlemen in this business. He's, he's, he is, and I he will. Is. And John, please, you're, you're headed to the coast, you said? Yeah, i got a workshop over at the coast, so that'll be good. And I'm headed to the Blue Ridge Parkway. So Fantastic. There. Ooh, awesome. Man, what a life. Jack Jack wins for the the most exotic location. Yeah, yep. we're living a dream here. I tell you, it's just an amazing thing. And then and then we're back uh, for a week. I'm back for a couple of days, and then John and I'll be in the Palouse yep. for a week. But it's that yeah, time here. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, please travel safe. It's great to have you guys on, and thank you, thank you so much. And John. Um, I'll probably talk to you later today. Sounds so, good. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, right, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.